The word Catholic, you may recall, means universal. And it describes the reality that this church, it's meant for everyone, for all time. And that it possesses and shares everything that God wanted to give us to aid us on our path through this world into the next. And if you've ever been to Rome, this Catholicity, this universal nature of this church, of our faith, I think is very evident there. I've only been there once, and it was a long time ago now, but I still remember standing there in St. Peter's Square waiting for Pope Benedict XVI to give his weekly general audience. And uh, it struck me at the time how there were thousands of people there from all over the world, waving their respective flags, speaking every tongue. That's the way it is in the Vatican. The world is there. Another series of events which made this evident for me were those surrounding the death of now St. John Paul II back in 2005. And that happened just as I was coming back to the Catholic Church after being away for years. And those last weeks of his life and his death, they gave us a glimpse of the work that's being done by the Holy Spirit through the Church. Specifically, I would say, the work of gradually uniting all of mankind. Uh, consider this, a few facts about his, his, uh, his death and funeral. More than 3,000 foreign journalists came to Rome as John Paul II was dying. Worldwide media gave around-the-clock coverage uh, to viewers everywhere around the globe. And during the week before his funeral, two million pilgrims, two million paid their last respects in person to the Pope as his body lay in state. Some people waited in line for 24 hours to see his body. On the night before the funeral, more than 800,000 pilgrims spent the night praying and waiting in the streets of Rome. Most were young people who had come from really across the planet. Imagine all the different languages being spoken in Rome in those days. Also, the number of world leaders who came to be physically present was huge. Four queens, five kings, 70 heads of government. Uh, and there were Christian and Jewish leaders there, of course, as well. This whole series of events was like a living symbol of what God is doing and has been doing and will continue to do through his church until the end of time, making one family out of a divided world. And that's one way to describe the Catholic Church's work, reuniting divided humanity with God and with each other. Most people, even non-Christians, would agree a lack of divisions is a good thing. So many people work toward noble causes like world peace, or eradicating poverty, or reducing violence. All these problems that come from division, from disunity and the tensions that exist between peoples. The world is full of people working for unity in different ways. But as Catholics, our efforts are a little different. We aim not only at the symptoms of division, but at its cause. 
which is, of course, sin, a rebellion, the rebellion against God. So our point of view as Catholics is this. We can't be united in one family unless we all love and obey one father. Sin always harms our relationship with God and with each other, and for unity to come about, sin against the one father has to be opposed. And we can't do that on our own. It's impossible. But that's okay, because, after all, it wasn't the apostles' human abilities which enabled them to go out and speak foreign languages that they otherwise didn't know on that first Pentecost. It was the Holy Spirit working through the church. And so, if we are to fulfill our role as members of this church and encourage unity in our families, in our schools, in our communities, in our politics, in our workplaces, we must know God first. We know him in prayer and and then let, let him work in us as we oppose sin and division. Prayer, individually, you know, like private prayer and devotions and so on, they unite us to God. And communal prayer, like the Mass, especially the Mass, and the other sacraments, like adoration. And these unite us to God and to one another. And that's why today, Pentecost, is called the birthday of the Catholic Church. Before that first Pentecost, the apostles, our, our first bishops, they were cowering behind locked doors. But after Pentecost, they found new courage and strength to speak about Jesus to the whole world and the power to celebrate the sacraments. That courage, that strength, and that grace continues to be poured out upon Christians these days through this church, the Catholic Church. I think, though, sadly, a lot of people don't even know that anymore. People leave the Catholic Church for other faith communities, or even more common these days for practical atheism and just secularism. More division results as various churches split away and keep on splitting, and and people leave Catholicism for for reasons ranging from the tiny like, it's too hot in that church, or it's too cold, or the microphone system doesn't work very well, or you know, whatever, the pews are hard, to the more understandable things like bad preaching, or you know, a misunderstanding of theology, or sadly, something some clergyman did or said that was wrong or evil, sometimes decades before. And all that's unfortunate. Because, remember, I mean, the church is bigger. It's more important than the failures of individuals and problems within it. Um, We ought judge the church not by those who fail to follow the rules, but rather by those who live them best, the saints. I mean, another example, we don't judge a doctor by the patients who suffer because they ignore that doctor's advice. Do we? We shouldn't. We shouldn't reject the Catholic Church because some people who reject the Catholic Church's teachings do things that are wrong, even if they claim to be Catholic. And keep this in mind. I mean, the Catholic Church, it goes back to Jesus. It goes back to his mother and the apostles. And his Holy Spirit, unleashed at Pentecost, gives this church 
the sacraments, and the Holy Spirit still pours out his graces through them even today. And if you don't believe me, well, just think about that first Pentecost, where the apostles preached to the people of many nations. And then think about Rome, St. John Paul II's funeral. Catholics from all over the world were present and watching. Every Wednesday, even now today in Rome, when the Holy Father, the successor of St. Peter, speaks, tens of thousands of people from across the globe gather to listen. I don't think any other institution on the planet unites people like Catholicism. Why is that? How? Because it comes from Almighty God. It's not a project of humanity. St. John Paul II once said at a World Youth Day to millions of young people these words. I should like to ask you, dear young children, or dear young people, excuse me. I should like to ask you, dear young people, a favor. Be patient with the church. The church is always a community of weak and imperfect individuals. God has placed his work of salvation, his plans and his desires in human hands. This is a great risk. But there is no other church than the one founded by Christ. He wants us to be his collaborators in the world and in the church with all of our deficiencies and shortcomings. The Catholic Church is, as often said, it's a hospital for sinners, not a museum for saints. But God has built it. God sustains it. Thus, we must never leave it, and we should encourage others to join it. To build up the unity between God and ourselves, yes, but also between us. Amen.